Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks are lower, little change now with the S&P 500 index down two points at 2168, a drop there of one-tenth of one percent. Dow Industrials down three, also a drop of less than one-tenth of one percent. NASDAQ up nine, a gain of two-tenths of one percent. The 10-year up three-thirty seconds with a yield of 1.57 percent. Gold up 560 the ounce to 1313, up four-tenths of one percent. Crude oil lower, West Texas intermediate back below $44 a barrel, closer to 43 now, 43.25 down 3.2 percent. I'm Charlie Pelleton. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Live at the U.S. Open, Flushing Meadow, Queens for the USTA's premier event of the year, the fourth Grand Slam in the World Tennis uh, Tournaments, and we are very happy to be here. Raining outside, this place suspended on the courts around us, but the retractable roof used for the first time last night as Rafa Nadal beat his uh, Spanish opponent in use again as Andy Murray, the second seed, uh, tries to beat his French opponent. Meanwhile, we are very happy to be joined again this year by another big tennis fan. There are so many people who uh, work on Wall Street, who work in the financial services, actually who work in all kinds of industries, who come out here. It's a great opportunity to see uh, just such terrific action and maybe even see some friends and colleagues like your friends at uh, Taking Stock. Bill Stone is here. He's Chief Investment Strategist, PNC Asset Management Group, to talk a little tennis and certainly the markets. Welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me again. Why do you come to the Open every year? You know, I love tennis. I, I competed in tennis through high school and just, you know, I, I really appreciate uh, how hard it is to play at this level. And it is a great venue and it just keeps getting better every year, honestly. So uh, it, it's an awesome place to be. Better in terms of the food, better in terms of the people who are here, better in terms of... I, you know, I think of it as certainly food is good. The you know the facilities get better. I mean, I started coming in the early '90s, wow. and uh, not every year, but when I when I worked for Solomon Brothers right out of school, so I, I came here. Um, and it's you know it's it's way nicer in terms of friendlier to non total tennis people. It's it's a full entertainment event now, so I think that makes it uh, exciting. I mean, I would just love to watch tennis, but not everybody is so tennis crazy. So uh, Well, they do seem to have a good business head out here at the USTA to know what is going to work for the fans, the sponsors, and more. I think so, yeah. I mean, it's great. You know, I always do some shopping, so, you know, there'll be some U.S. Open clothes coming home with me as well. Well, the Fed will be glad to hear that. They want consumers (laughs) to boost the economy in the second half so they can, you know, get a rate hike in or two this year. Uh, In terms of the retractable roof, I just have to ask you, you're a fan. You sat under the roof. How how does it feel? How does it sound? How does it seem? I think it's great. I, I, you know, because one... It lets us still have tennis despite having the the rain, and you and I were dying of the heat last year. And for those that don't know, there's air conditioning in there when they close the the roof, so it's actually really nice in there. Okay, again, another smart business decision. Uh, while we are while you're watching tennis, I know you've got your your mobile device and you're watching the market. Kind of a mixed day because everybody's waiting for the jobs report right. tomorrow. We did though get kind of a, not such a strong read from the big three automakers on their latest sales. Now, of course, sales have been very strong. 
From a from an equities standpoint, from an investment standpoint, how do the automakers look to you in the light of the latest numbers? And Ford's uh, head saying pent-up demand is gone now. Yeah, you know, it's really hard because I think, you know, as you point out, you're coming from such a high level that I think even coming off that level is still a pretty attractive number. Um, and, I, I, you know, maybe the pent-up demand is gone, but I would say at least when you think about it, and maybe another reason to be really watching the number tomorrow, is if we keep having job creation, it's hard to imagine the consumer giving out, right? If you have good job creation, decent, you know, uh, gains in wages, um, you know, again, usually, uh, at least in this recovery, certainly at least those have driven spending. They haven't necessarily borrowed more consumer spending or consumer credit-wise, which is fine. That actually makes it, I think, a more durable recovery albeit slower than some of the more fun recoveries we've had in the past, but um, some of those don't end a lot quicker. So Okay, so I, the, the Bloomberg consensus survey for the change in payrolls tomorrow, that's the key number for the Fed, right? 180,000, that's the forecast, down from 255,000 in July, which is pretty strong. And I believe the previous month was 287. August was <laughs> was very weak. So what uh, what's in the... In the stock market right now, number one, in terms of a number. Uh, Well, I mean, I'm going to go with the consensus. I mean, we... The problem is I think most people out there would say, well, the seasonals usually aren't good on this one, so you usually bet under, but then we got a decent ADP yesterday. Um, You know, I think, like, what you're seeing today is even though you got, say, the ISM manufacturing that probably giving making people a little more nervous around uh, the economy in general, you know, you're certainly not seeing the market have a big sell-off. Uh, and maybe it's partly because some of it, if you get a bad number on Friday, it doesn't necessarily mean the economy's falling apart. But what it does mean is pretty much take September hike off the table for the Fed. And maybe that just makes people feel okay that you're only going to get, let's assume things kind of, continue moving on at a decent pace and you get that December hike and that's it. Well, it, it seems that the uh, markets uh, have shrugged off, stock market anyway, and the bond market didn't have a big reaction to the ISM manufacturing number, the Institute for Supply Management. If it's above 50, it shows manufacturing is growing. If it's below, that is starting to contract. And uh, after being at um, 52.6 in July, the number's at 49.4. So stock market just but but doesn't seem to be people put too much attention to that one today. No, and I, I think probably just the conflicting number. You, know, you do get a market PMI number that's still held in better. ISM is probably one people watch closer. Um, and then I think it's just the other data around that says, well, I don't get too crazy about one number out of ISM. Even though I like watching ISM, I think it gives you a good take on things. I think the other side is, you know, well, it got high. And now we're kind of fading in. You know, it's kind of like if you watch that, I watch that Atlanta Fed GDP now all the time. And, you know, we faded down to 3.2% there. I mean, we think by the end you end up at about a 3 for this quarter. But still, you know, even though you came from a much higher expect, you know, what, I think it got up to 3.8 yeah. at one point, something like that. Three, I'll take, right? Sure. I mean, we'll all take three. averaging about 1% year over year for about three quarters. So that would be good. So as for the stock market, Bill Stone, what's your view about where it heads from here? Trading water indefinitely? Or will is there something that will give the, the, the people who are bullish the excuse or the reason to say, time to buy? This thing's pushing higher. Um, I, I think um, I'm hopeful that you're going to see that 
But I think part of what's taken is a bit higher. I mean, obviously we're treading water here a little bit and down a little bit lately anyway. Um, but I think you're going to see earnings start to pick up because you're, you know, we're now anniversarying the really ugly oil moves. So the headline won't look as bad. But then you're seeing a pickup in uh, areas like technology. And I think you saw, at least last I looked, technology was a good uh, was a good sector today, in fact, even. Um, I think why you see such a cross current out in the market is some of the sectors that are more interest rate sensitive have been suffering lately. So like the utilities and the telecoms, that was our strength before. So we're really seeing a bit of a rotation, I'm hoping anyway, to some of the more uh, economically sensitive areas. And I think you're seeing some good news. You know, like we said, we, the ISM manufacturing wasn't so good today here in the U.S., but we got great news out of the U.K. You know, it snapped back phenomenally. Uh, we got a better number out of China. Not that it's completely turned the corner, um, but at least you can say, uh, you know, as always, well, the U.S. was the really strong one and we were worried about everybody else. Um, maybe we're having a little lift here in some of these other places. Well, and of course, uh, Brexit just doesn't seem to have taken a bite out of the U.K. economy as much as people thought. On the other hand, their central bank chief, Mark Carney, did promise to be aggressive, and maybe that restored some confidence. So in terms of investment strategy, you are uh, tech doing reasonably well. You can see earnings picking up. So how do you play it? What what industries, what sectors? Are you still looking at dividends? Are you looking at growth, momentum, value? What, what, would you, what, what is your team saying yeah, so, this is the way to make money? Yeah, and so I, I gave you the one. So we really do like technology. We actually just added more to technology yesterday. Uh, so we do like that space. Um, we like the financials. I think you're underneath it. It's going to be a slow move up in interest rates, but you've seen some help from that side, at least recently. Uh, of course, the financials ones we've liked for a while. It's been a long time coming. You know, I think the valuation is good there, maybe very good, if, in fact, we get some decent numbers. When you look at financials, are you talking some of the big money center banks? Are you talking regionals? What, where do you look to find the best uh, value? Yeah, I'm going to say probably mostly the more uh, the more regional banks, only because uh, you know when you get into the money centers, you're talking more trading uh, type of thing. I'm I'm thinking just more lending, and certainly some of the money centers you're going to get lend, lending exposure. Um, I, I don't have a good view on whether uh, necessarily you're going to see trading volume pick up. Okay, tennis. Uh, who you who you <laughs> who you handicapping on the men's side to? You know what? I, you know, we talked about this a little bit last year. I'm, I'm gonna have, I'm voting for Djokovic. If Federer was here, I would say him, but I'm gonna say Djokovic because he's coached by my one-time twin, Boris Becker, so, uh, and, and my hero, so I have to go with that. Is anybody can, uh, topple Serena this year, do you think, on the women's side? Uh, certainly possible, but I obviously I think she has to be the favorite. Yeah. Yeah, well, she always is. Yes, that's yes. true. As long as she's playing, I think she's always <laughs> going to be the favorite, with good reason. At least about as far as I can remember back, anyway. <laughs> Bill Stone, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Yeah, here at the the U.S. Open, uh, Fleshy Meadow Corona Park, we're having a terrific time. Uh, Bill is Chief Investment Strategist, PNC Asset Management Group. He thinks uh, Connie's doing better, Ernie's going to do better. He's, I'd say he's mildly positive on stocks. I'm Kathleen Hayes, and this is Bloomberg.